But I guess where I'm at right now, the reason that comedy attracts me, <laughs> although I'm not doing it in my comedy, is I think some of the things that be the biggest barriers to us changing are actually kind of cultural. Our value is so deeply ingrained in ourselves of our, our worth is what we do. Right. For example, it being your second question in every right. comedy club if one asks you what they do. Right. Like I think the, the challenge is actually more of a cultural challenge to get yeah. people to stop defining themselves like that. Right. And there's a theory that, you know, comedy can... Well, that's what the rather joker or the fool is, isn't yeah, it? It's to, it's to hold a mirror up to society. Absolutely. And I would love to think that in like several years' time I would have comedy that was good enough to be doing that sort of thing. Hello. I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Susie. Hello, Susie. Hi, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it might, I think that might be a good beginning. Okay, I mean, fine. it's always an awkward thing yeah. uh, because um, I launch into mm. like the start of a show, but okay. it's always in the middle of talking to someone. So <laughs> yeah. like, you okay. know, we've been talking beforehand and then suddenly I'm like, and hello, Susie. Like we, oh, okay. we've literally already said hello. We said hello yeah. outside yeah, of yeah, your yeah. flat. Um, <laughs> Is this? Are we doing it now? That we are. It started. It, it has start, started. started. It has right. started, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not averse to kind of chaos. Uh, not that we have to be chaotic. No, I'm just worried we might be bored. Listen to this. People aren't. People. <laughs> people. Well, they may be bored. Okay. But we, we, it's choice. a bit early to decide that. Like by the by the end of the hour, most people are convinced that the people okay. will be bored. But you're going. You're, you're going in early. String the hello out a bit longer. Yeah. Just spill my coffee. <laughs> spill your coffee. Um, and you're I'll taking yeah you're taking notes today. So if people hear hear, <laughs> no, hear paper, that's what's happening. I just might make a note. On yeah, you, yeah I don't mean I you're taking notes. You're right. You're, you have paper and a pen. Yeah, uh, a just pen. to give a little bit of a setting <laughs> to people. And there's some nuts on the table, uh, which people may or may not hear us eat. I'm drinking coffee. Well, I was, but I spilled mine. Well, yeah. you still got some. I've still got some, but I'm a bit wary about drinking. Yeah, yeah no, I've, I I know that feeling. Uh, yeah. I know that feeling. Like now, I've just picked up my coffee, <laughs> and I'm like, how am I going to sip at the same time as doing this next bit? Um, so I, I guess I'll ask the question, and then I'll take yep. the opportunity to sip. Um, so uh, the first uh, question that I ask everybody is, how do you know me? <laughs> you made a really funny face when you asked that question. Well, I don't, we met in Edinburgh, yep. 2014. This is correct. And I really, I really specifically remember how we met because I was staying in your house. You, know, right. you were like rent subletting your house. Yeah, a bit. we were sub, standard to tragedy to... was subletting our accommodation to other performers who were coming up to this to try to this, not make this, such a loss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I remember we met, and you were quite stressed out about the keys. Right. And then you. Maybe this is a bit later, but the the memory I have of meeting you <laughs> was you were smoking a cigarette. You didn't want to go outside, so you were standing on top of the kitchen ledge on the on the kitchen oh, work yeah, surface, yeah. like kind of on the sink. Yeah, and then craning to like blow the cigarette smoke out the window while telling me about your childhood, and I was like. <laughs> I've only just met this person. Right. Why is he telling me this about his mother? Yeah, but, you know. I mean, I think a lot of people have that experience when yeah. they meet me, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. So, yes, that's right. So we met in Edinburgh um, and you were up doing comedy. Yeah, just literally started comedy a couple of months before. So I wasn't really doing anything specific in Edinburgh. I was just doing a few spots. Right. Have a caravan. Yeah. And we have like, yeah, exactly. You have a, have, have a, have a caravan. That's interesting. Maybe we should put about that to talk about like the, the caravan. <laughs> I mean, caravan is a quite grand word for the size of it. Yeah, it's a more like, it's a pod, right? Yeah, I mean, it's officially a pod, but that... It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound as cool. Some kind of womb, right? (laughs) Right. But you were doing. You know, you were you were doing the festival uh, in a kind of uh, like you were basically you were camping outside of Edinburgh and coming in and like you know I I uh, you know I liked the amount of kind of independence that you had within your sort of situation. You you could drive off and go to like the sea and then come back and stuff like that and get away from the craziness of Edinburgh, which I love it. But it can yeah. be a lot for yeah, a month, yeah, yeah. and you had the opportunity to sort of like dip in and out. So yeah, I, which is I, you know, so I thought nice. that was a good way of doing. I'm thinking about doing that this year, but it's just so much extra faff. That's the thing about camping. So you know, you have to. Everything is a bit more difficult. Having a right. shower is a bit more difficult. Which is a, which is why yeah. you decided to like occasionally sleep in yeah. people's accommodation, and which yeah, yeah. is why you were staying with Stand Up Tragedy. Yeah, and we've got mutual. Like yeah, we've got mutual friends who yeah. put us in t- yeah, yeah. touch with each other. Yeah. I can't remember that like the first time we met. I can't. I like, literally can't remember this this event of me me. Blow, well, I, well, I can I can remember being... blowing a lot of smoke out of that yeah. window, um, and I'm I'm <laughs> sure I'm. I mean, I'm, I, I, it's pretty like it's 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 pretty common for me to talk about my childhood <laughs> and my mother. So I, I can I can believe it. <laughs> it sounds absolutely plausible, um, but I can't remember it. I don't think specifically. Yeah, I think it was just the combination of you being quite far away. Me only having just met you, right. and like normally if you have like an intimate conversation with yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. There's like kind of body language and stuff that often goes with it. Right, like you right, know right. you're like leaning into the person, encouraging right. them to talk. But I was focusing on blowing smoke so... out of a window. Yes, yeah, just something about it. I don't know. It was yeah. fine. Well, it I, was I, would, fine. I would have got in trouble with my with my flatmates uh, at the time if I yeah. if, they, if I'd have been smoking inside. No, I mean I'm sure you were doing. I mean, the right you, well, thing. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was, I was going against be. what they wanted. Like oh, I should okay. have been going out of the out, oh, of, the, okay. out of the yes. accommodation altogether. Yes. And of course, you know, that was probably part of my rental agreement. Luckily, yeah. it's back in 2014. <laughs> no, uh, I can I can admit to it now uh, with no with no danger socially or, or economically. Yeah. Right. So, establish <laughs> that. Right. And the the, the second uh, question I ask mm. everybody is, uh, what do you do now? Oh shit! I that's a question. You can ask me what I do. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> the second question. Oh my god! I knew there was a first one. Well, the first one's happened. <laughs> I know, but I was. I was you were prepping that for that, right? <laughs> what do I do? I hate that question. It's yeah, yeah, it's a it? horrible question. I was literally just thinking <laughs> today. That we really need to stop asking people. I mean, everyone's, it's not like a novel, unique idea, but it's so difficult to not ask people that question, isn't it? What do you do? Well, I, I've tried to soften it a little bit by <laughs> by saying, what do you do now? What do I do so now? So people can take it in different ways slightly. And I'm, I'm very, very, um, like, I, I, I strongly support guests saying it's a terrible question. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I do also find it an awkward question <laughs> in everyday life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But for yeah. a podcast where we're trying to get to know somebody, oh, okay. it's, so a, it's a useful yeah. piece of information. Sometimes it can be the entire rest of the conversation, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it'll be a, a, just a, a momentary blip. Um, but <laughs> feel free to answer it or not, you know. That's, that's yeah, well, what, what do I do? I don't, I mean, I, I don't really know. <laughs> right. A few things. I mean, I definitely, I, um, so I mean, it, on paper, uh, I'm doing a PhD in economics. Right. Yep. Um, 
I also I mean, you are also doing that in practice, it's not just <laughs> on, in paper. Like, you are actually doing some work. I do know this, you know, from, I mean, from, from, from knowing you. Yeah. Sporadic. So, it's still work that's being yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Well, some work is being done. I mean, I'm into learning about <laughs> economics, but not really in a sort of... Not really in the way that university system encourages you to think about economics. So that's... But I'm teaching. I do some, have some teaching jobs, some a few various teaching jobs. Well, yeah, you're quite, you're quite well, like, you know, you get, you get booked to talk yeah, about yeah. economics, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, I don't want people to sort of like think, like, oh yeah, somebody who's doing a PhD in economics makes you sound like really like low status, not that, not that anyone's high status in my view in the world, yeah. but, you know, no. I yeah. want people to know that, you know, when you're talking about economics, you know, you know something about that subject. Yeah, I, I know quite a lot now, I'm, I'm getting more <laughs> confident than that I know quite a lot about only because most people don't know it. Not that don't know anything. Oh, this is a big topic, but I don't ever want to focus on it because it gets a bit... Well, I'm definitely going to ask you about it. Yeah, so basically <laughs> I do... Uh, for a while, when I was working as an economist in a, in a think tank, I felt like I didn't know a lot about just basic economic, like how the world works. And I feel like I spent a lot of time reading loads of stuff, about mainly history, but also a lot of like old dead economists and all that sort of thing. And now I think I know quite a lot about how the world works. Right. But it's very stressful knowing all that. Wish the more people would think about it a bit more. Yeah, well, it's complicated, isn't it? The more you know, in a way, the harder it gets to like live. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, like, yeah. like, because you just see so many things, like whatever it is, like whether it's, like, I think whatever, like big systematic analysis can, yeah. can make you individually feel really paralysed in terms of the world. Yeah. And I can see what you mean. If more people also knew what you knew, the pressure would be off you. Or I've maybe sound like I've made it sound too grand, like I know some secret. But I suppose like I used to there's a lot of people doing some vaguely talking about a few areas of reform, like reforming banks and for example. Right. And now I feel like I've got to the position where I probably know about as much as other people writing blogs about banks. Right. It's like, do I join them? <laughs> and write some blog Oh, I don't know. Should I write blogs about banks? Is that really useful? I don't know. What are we gonna do to change everything? Right. So Difficult. one strand of what you what you're <laughs> I don't about know. is well, I'm, I'm moving away from it. Don't worry. Okay. So one strand of what you're about yeah. is, 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 is economic. Oh, good, you're summing up. What? You're summing up what we've talked about. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of. I'm sort <laughs> okay. of summing up. Let's see. Let's see what okay. happens. I need to um, talk about the other thing I do. Well, well go which on. Which is yes, that I please. run walking tours, economics walking tours. Right. Yeah, which I'm kind of excited about. It's going pretty well. Yeah. Right. That's good. I, like I mean, that. that's that's something I was going to... Yeah. Oh, okay, I, good. But no, I mean, yeah. so yeah, you, you're, so you, you're doing a PhD in... in, in, in economics yes you have a background in being a kind of academic within economics to a certain extent yeah. as, as as complicated yeah, I mean, as you more feel like about a think that tank yes, yes. In, a, in a university yeah. right but you feel yeah, yeah exactly um and then you've got you're doing t- like tours economic mm. tours which is really exciting like yeah, yeah. an interesting yeah. thing so I d- I'm definitely gonna uh, make sure we talk about okay, that right. and then another strand of what you sort of do as far as I understand is comedy like I yes. booked you to do comedy yes. so you definitely did then um, <laughs> yes, you may not feel that. like you do it at no, the moment I'm still but you do yeah. right? I thought you did yeah um, I thought you were a comedian I thought that was the case. <laughs> um, and I think you know those are like the, I guess those are going to be the main areas we're yeah. going to talk about great I mean like Another thing I know you for is the Brixton Pound, right? Oh yeah, yeah. How do you do? You want to tell people what that is? I can. I mean, so this was. A... <laughs> I forgot to say I didn't want to talk about this, but anyway. Uh, I... To be clear, you didn't say you didn't want to talk. No, about No, I didn't. This to but me, I didn't think. But you I might have thought it in your head. Right, yeah, I just right, think right. I thought we were going to talk about 
they're not really <laughs> okay. I don't I mean I'll go there you know <laughs> as you know I will go there but I mean I don't I don't tend to sort of like push those areas onto people unless they want to talk about it oh I assume you did I mean if this is like a, you know if, if this is you saying please talk to me about my dad and stop talking oh, no, about no, me, no, all no, these no, interesting no, things then fine no sure so in which case then let's talk about this then. yeah Brisbane Pound <laughs> Brisbane Pound is something that me and about seven other people founded in 2009 it's a long time ago now yep and I was pretty involved in it in the beginning I'm not so involved in it now and uh, yeah I kind of have a complicated feeling about these sort of projects now that I've been quite close to them I love the aspirations of a lot of these kind of community self-led organising projects but I mean Brixton's up against some pretty difficult challenges right now has right. been I think for the last I mean it's to some extent when we started but it was quite a different place then yeah I'm s- absolutely it's a different place yeah. like yeah. Than, than when I first started coming here as well like walking mm. through Brixton today to come to your flat like I was I was thinking you know this is not this isn't even like this isn't even yeah this isn't even what it was like a year ago let alone yeah, five years yeah, let alone yeah, ten yeah, years yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the Brixton Pound was a, an alternative currency for the community of Brixton, right? Yeah, so the idea of the Brixton Pound is it's trying to get along this idea, which is a kind of valid idea that you can try, you can make money work in different ways to the national currency. So what we were trying to do is create a currency that would be only used for spending. So you can't really hoard Brixton Pounds, you can only respend them in in this, in this case, in independent shops. Right. So it's trying, it's kind of a little bit like the same argument people have been currently making about uh, the problems with austerity, is this idea that actually if you can get money to travel around more quickly than the same fixed amount of money can create income for more people. Right. So it's a kind of valid idea, but it's very difficult in practice. I mean, in practice, you'd probably argue that we've created a currency that travels around possibly less than the national currency. So I think a lot of the economic arguments haven't held up in practice. Not, But I still think it was good to try it because, I mean, I learnt loads from doing it in terms of what the actual challenges of all these different economic ideas. So that it's very difficult in practice for anyone, any organisation to spend, respend their their money in the in an area like Brixton. So like if you look at how schools and a lot of public services are set up, all of their supplies are bought in on bulk contracts and there's really no potential to support more small enterprises in the way they do things and you could change that but it's a quite a big project to make those sort of changes to actually relocalize right services and stuff yeah and like so you and so when you say you're an economist as well like an economist is a a word that creates loads of different kinds of impressions in people's minds depending on their experience yeah um and i think you know from my point of view, before I met you, probably, I was very wary of anyone that called themselves an economist, not because there aren't great people out there who yeah. are economists, but just because I assumed that all, all economists would be kind of supportive of capitalism, if broadly yeah. speaking, yeah. which is not to say you're... you're that there's not some kind of complexity around mm. how you might feel about capitalism. I don't know if, if you would say you're supportive or against it, whatever. Mm. But I definitely know you have much more radical ideas quite often yeah. around yeah, yeah, around yeah. what we do yeah, about yeah. economies than than, yeah. than most of the economists I've I've kind of met in my life. Not ones I've read about occasionally in yeah. articles. So you're like, wow, that's that person sounds amazing. But you're the first person I've actually met that's that's doing that, like having a radical attitude towards uh, economics from within. Well, 
well, I don't know if I'm with it. So the thing that I find really, <laughs> this is probably really yeah, bad topics. I'm not like, I'm still like, so a lot of my views about economics have changed really dramatically in the last couple of years. Right. So I used to work at a quite left-leaning, a very lefty green think tank um, who I loved the idea of what they stood for, of creating a completely different type of economics. Right. But the weird thing is, I think in some levels... Oh, this is what's so difficult. Some of the alternatives, some of the kind of uh, alternatives led by predominantly middle class people end up with systems that are actually less progressive in some senses than than the capitalist mainstream that we kind of have. I don't know if we may need to give a better example of that. So, and like a lot of the ideas that are held up by the left um, don't really make very much sense when you consider uh, the sort of, global economy that we're in so often right. ideas that sound like they're going to be progressive right. are only progressive for some groups of people in right. this country and actually globally they don't really make much sense well um, thinking of the global kind of uh, economy and the gl- global kind of working class if you like yeah like it's something that few people do yeah i mean yeah. it's it's really strange yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the majority of the people doing our labor in this country yeah. are not in this country yeah and yet yeah. when when the left is talking about workers rights they're very rarely talking about the rights of people in different continents to, yeah, let, let yeah. Alone, you know they're, they're very rarely talking about the people who need the rights i think generally in this country let alone yeah yeah, yeah 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 and it's sort of there's kind it's made, it's made this an exaggeration, but it's kind of a narrative, which is that things were pretty good in this country in uh, when we built the welfare state um, and then things got out of hand when Margaret Thatcher deregulated a lot of things and Tony Blair continued that trend. And so a lot of left-wing policy is kind of, I feel, trying to take us back to this kind of, this kind of mythical era right. of the 1960s and 70s when we had more stronger labour unions, all of those sort of things. Or but even to Clement Attlee. Yeah, ways, like... yeah, but it kind of misses, like, how did we fund, actually, how did we fund the welfare state? Right. Well, it's quite a lot to do with our links with America and the, the loans that they gave us after World War Two. How did we, um, you know, even the Industrial Revolution, that we kind of are very proud of all the things that we produced, which you know, there were definitely great, you know, leaps forward in the Industrial Revolution that a lot of British inventors invented, but, like, you can't really pull that apart from the controls we had on imports and exports from the empire. So, you know, and all all of those things are quite reliant on on our colonial legacy. Exactly. And the empire is something that I see you talking about a lot. Uh, you yeah, know, I've got kind of your, obsessed with it at the well, moment. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it is yeah. incredibly like it's why we're here, where we are. Yeah. In, in my view, too. I mean, I don't yeah. understand maybe the economics as well as we yeah. do, but my reading of history is is that purely like all of Western in inverted commas power comes from colonialism and empire. You know, yeah, and I see yeah. that played out within my family, let alone within the right. wider oh, okay. society yeah. around me. Yeah. Within your family, you see it like that. Well, yeah, I mean, but my mm. my my niece is half uh, Jamaican, so right, like, okay. so and but but my granddad was in India in the Raj, right? Oh, like, right, so yeah. and yeah. so a lot of like my my mum's my mum's kind of one one half of my mum's genetic heritage is absolutely uh, the worst of British Empire. Like, you know, they 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 they. they before they got in, in over to India, they were building, you know, the factories. They were building. They owned the canals, all of right. this shit. You know, I haven't got the money. Uh, you know, this is only one one 
one quarter yeah, of my yeah, genetic yeah. inheritance. Yeah. But it's one that I used to be ashamed. You know, I was oh, right. I was ashamed of that as yeah. a teenager. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, you have to look at this reality if, yeah. you, if you want to understand why we're where we are. We have to look at it. Yeah. And that's just you know that's just my family. Like if I extend that to all the people I know, I've seen so many people hurt by and benefited yeah. from yeah. Uh, the legacy of colonialism and, and empire. Yeah. And then if you take it to a kind of global level, like we're still in colonialism, we're still in this fight over empire not the british empire anymore yeah um, i mean that's what my sort of new narrative that's what i'm yeah when i share that view because on my family i was really kind of surprised about this my grandma's uh two of her brothers like were sent out to uh one of them went out to what is now zimbabwe to work on the railways and that's what a lot of people they're from newcastle right pr- pr- that was their only that seemed like their only prospect was to go and get a job there it's kind of you know yeah. such recent history that yeah, all that, yeah, all that yeah. happened but yeah so basically my new obsession not obsession but I guess the thing that I haven't seen many other people talking about certainly in economics there's no real mention of it I haven't there's nothing in I teach at two universities first years and there's really very little mention of um of the, the links with empire and our current financial system because my sort of I guess the thing that I am seeing as very important is that the financial system that we use was founded at the heyday of the British Empire. That's kind of the, the reason that Britain did so well is uh, not particularly because of the Industrial Revolution, it was before that, it's because we kind of controlled, we, we nailed how to do finance. So we nailed how to raise share capital that happened in London. We sorted out all these insurance markets and we founded the Bank of England. So this was kind of what enabled us to build a big navy. And, and the funny, the thing that a lot of people I don't think realise is how much power we have with alongside America for our countries being kind of uh, the do- the dollar is the currency that most people use now for international trading, but all of that trading mostly goes through London. So we have this huge right. wealth of this. And what's so fascinating? What I find so fascinating is how like uh, you know very kind of fairly common, but very very much in comedy clubs. It's like a banker bashing mentality, and that's what everybody was saying was bad. Uh, but then that's almost over, overnight with the referendum shifted to like how can we look after the banks like that's a lot of left wing organisations coming out being like their number one priority is to like maintain passporting so like oh for all these time you said you didn't like the banks actually as soon as they're threatening yeah. the, as, as soon as the money and the power that their presence in the UK gives us is threatening to leave actually I mean people progressive people were talking about London leaving the rest of the UK right like I got invited to speak at things assuming that I would think that was a good idea because it would be like localism it would be like yeah let's let's not worry about any other place in the UK let's just form a little enclave of London right with with... I mean a lot of people feel that that's already what London is you know know, travel around the UK that's exactly how how people consider London to be and it's a complex thing London yeah because I you know there are things about London I do support like things that come from the culture of London that are very progressive yeah like we didn't vote uh, like to leave Europe yeah whereas but there is also as you say it's you know there is there is it's the capital of money uh, and I'm not too keen on money although you know you know I I accept that there are many different views on money and I don't yeah I'm not I'm not be anti-money I mean I'll be anti-money but you know we don't have to agree (laughs) (laughs) well I don't even know if I am you know anymore 
I'm I'm anti what money does. I'm anti what money yeah. has done. I do yeah. accept. You know, sometimes people say, you know, well, well, you know, are you against barter or whatever? And it's like, well, mm. not not really. And then people are like, well, you know, that's essentially all money is is just a way of kind of having a system to barter. And then it's like, well, it's complicated, but all right, I can see like in a different world, maybe I'd be pro money, but I'm not pro money in this world, I guess. I think we, I feel like we've discussed this before. Yeah, I, like I familiar, definitely actually, think we have. Because I was about to be like, yeah, but it's barter. Because I'm really pro, I mean, I'm really, so this is right. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm pretty pro trade in lots of ways. And that's the great thing. That's the intention. So I've been involved in several experiments of how to create different types of money not just the Brixton pound another one where you trade in time rather than money right which the theory here is that everybody has equal amounts of time so if you set a currency up where you trade in time rather than money you can get much more equal exchanges right but not everyone really does have it no that's the problem and but also like it's time uh, is differently experienced yeah. for different people I mean this is where it all comes down to yeah. me like I'm you know as you know where we kind of differ is I'm very anti-hierarchies and I'm very anti like I'm not saying you're pro-hierarchies yeah. I'm just saying you know cards on the table I'm an anarchist and that's like okay. a, a yeah. more complex position yeah. to come come from although I'm a pragmatic anarchist who believes in <laughs> empathy and understanding so I'm I'm a kind of like I don't get on with anarchists either um, it's a but, problem anarchists. Well, I'm, I, you know, <laughs> some of my best friends are anarchists, but at the same time, you know, there's, I, I do tend to to find that, yeah, I differ from them as well. Though I think any any anarchist that uh, is worth their salt probably doesn't agree with other anarchists. It's kind of part of being an anarchist is not agreeing with anybody to a certain extent. Well, David Graeber defines as an anarchist. Yeah, right? he and does, he's got yeah. this great quote, which I'm probably going to mess up now, but it's like, capitalism is just a really bad way of doing communism. Yeah. And it basically argues that in loads of situations that we create, which should be very capitalist, actually people behave in quite non-hierarchical communist kind of ways. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. But kind of interesting. But um, Well, I like him, but I've never met him, so who knows? If I met him, I probably wouldn't get on. No, I, he's, he's a bit... He's a, <laughs> I don't know him either. Right. I don't like his saying... I don't like the 1% slogan. I think that's ridiculous. Right. You're, but I love... His book, Debt, is probably my, one of my favourite ever books. Right. Him. Um, oh, this is quite serious. This got this is much more serious than thought we'd have a conversation. Well, we, it might get silly in a moment. <laughs> okay. I think it's had some silly silliness within it, which is nice. Um, but like, yeah. So like, but but I do share your criticisms of the left. Certainly, yes. Oh, like, but that's absurd. Uh, uh, I criticise the right. I mean, that's, no, 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 that's no. The right, right. That's what I know. Awful thing I know. to do. They're not critiquing the left. only because I want to do better. I want them to have done better stuff. I want like you know, Corbyn called this cool poly- committee of. Had some really cool economists on some committee, but that was just nothing really came out of it. So just right. like you know, uh, and also just very. So the thing also is that I don't know how helpful the left right thing is. Yeah, because I too. read Adam Smith, and that totally changed my whole view on everything. Because everyone on the left loves Keynes. Um, right. They do. This is getting quite technical now, is it? Do people want to hear it's about this? It's not too this? technical. I think okay. most people... So most people have already heard of Keynes and, and stuff about... They'll have definitely heard of Adam Smith. Yeah, because it's not a £20 banknote. Right. But he right. was a great... Like, I read Revelations. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so not what I thought it was going to be. Because he basically... And this is my... I, like, I, don't, I think there's loads of great ideas of how to totally revamp the whole financial system and totally revamp our benefit system all these things but i do just basically think that trading is a good thing in general if people can swap if people can you know share and trade with other people it's quite good but for that any sort of trade to happen you need quite a lot of equality to start with otherwise you don't get anything like a 
like a market. You just get right. just get monopolies and everything we've got at the moment, basically, in this country. So this country is not capitalist in the sort of in any sort of way you could define capitalism, really. Right. I mean, capitalism is supposed to be that businesses and people save money, which they invest in their businesses. But we're having very low levels of the, the UK doesn't really save anything. You know, right. we don't. It's very weird. I mean, it's so scary when you start looking at figures of what's happening in this right. country. And the US is just as bad in the US as well. Um, but we've had this, we've got very low interest rates. Right. So that's just, that's making everyone feel okay about the world. But it might change. I mean, it's interesting as well. I feel like on the left, my, my main concern is kind of like what you said, really, like in the, like the left, like they say they're pro, like, uh, redistribution of wealth these sorts of things but then when it comes to the crunch like they do support the banks or for example in in brexit like when i hear the labor party saying that their priority is uh the monetary union rather than uh free Mm. movement of people i find that really complicated because my i'm not saying that both those things don't pragmatically Mm. matter but one is human beings right to move around the world and the other one is money and banks and like so it's it's weird to me that like for me that's the like i'm i'm not too keen on europe but yeah, i am yeah, keen yeah. on people having free movement and i am keen on not supporting xenophobia and racism which is essentially what brexit has become about um and yeah, the empire exactly, in yeah. fact it's about the empire yeah like everyone it's like that's the, the the only time people do mention the empire these days seems to be like the right wing saying how great it was yeah, yeah. i think that's <laughs> such a difficulty i mean that's what i'm such a like, talking about in comedy not that it helps i'm such a low level of comedy i know people that enjoy the bit are people that agree with me anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how to big yourself up <laughs> but like, i don't think people know that millions of people in india died pretty much as a result of British policies during the Raj. Right. I don't, and I think, you know, I don't, whereas, and I think it's useful to to know some of these. Like, I don't think people know, like Churchill is on our five pound notes. And he authorised what, you know, historians described as gulags in Kenya. Well, he's a genocide, he's committed genocide. Yeah, and that was in in the 50s and 60s, right? Right. And for there not to be enough knowledge in this country for that to be even a an issue. I mean, he's our number. He's voted like number one. I know it's Brit so. It makes me so disgusted yeah. in a way. Like I know people yeah. are not voting for him because they know his his actual yeah. life. They're voting because he gives good quote, right? Yeah. And that, that, they're like, <laughs> he, he said a witty thing. Yeah. Like vote yeah, for Oscar yeah, Wilde yeah. instead. He didn't yeah. commit genocide. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, All he went that, to prison for his identity yeah. rather than committing yeah. genocide. Yeah, um, but you yeah. know, or well, the guy that invented the vaccine for smallpox—you know—he's saved probably more people. Well, I don't know who knows how many people have died. If right, right, but you know, there's all these. It's just, but anyway, but it's. But I guess it's also just. But it's fine to be happy about some of the things that Churchill did. It's just this constant problem of we have to have heroes, and we're right. not able to look at people as individuals. And, of, you know, yeah, exactly. We have to create saints. And, no, I mean, and, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ultimately, I guess that's part of where my kind of instinct towards anarchy kind of kind yeah. of comes from is yeah. that i just think everything's more complicated than anyone ever says yeah and like the yeah. fact that we don't admit that means we can't ever start to work it out because we're all yeah. just going no i'm right or that person's a hero oh no yeah. that person's a, a villain yeah, like they yeah, just yeah, switched yeah, to being yeah, a villain yeah, right now yeah, yeah, like yeah. now i hate them and i've got to do a twitter storm against them you know and that, i don't think that's constructive so it's really yeah why are we like that is it because of well, is know. it because of religion do you think <laughs> 
I mean, it might be, but then at the same time, I'm very cautious these days about criticizing religion yeah. because there's so many people using criticism of religion to kind of uh, justify, you know, ethnic cleansing of whatever kind. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's a funny thing. Like, I was talking to somebody else on. on this show a, f- a few weeks ago who's a historian and like he, he was you know he, he studied ethnic cleansing fun topic to study and he was mm. saying like you know ethnic cleansing is a massive spectrum and everyone thinks when you say ethnic cleansing they, they go straight to concentration camps and if there's not like a concentration camp there then they're like that's not ethnic cleansing but he was like Brexit is eth- ethnic yeah. cleansing to a certain yeah. extent when you're yeah. saying moving people around that's part of it yeah. that's part of it and it's like it's a, it's a spectrum but you go further down that spectrum and I feel like we are going further down that spectrum which is a long way of saying that's why I'm reluctant to criticise religion oh yeah no but (laughs) But organised religion I was going to basically I personally do quite like religion well good and I'm reading quite a lot but I felt that something in me that I feel we there is a narrative that I really can't keep getting myself stuck into which is this narrative of I'm a bad person this person's a good person and these and I, I feel like it these du- these kind of dualisms do, or they, they do seem to me to be very much linked to sort of narratives that were drummed into right. the kid. From, no, it I, came from a vaguely, vaguely Christian. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. I think like binary thinking is yeah. is encoded within religion. Yeah, but yeah. it's also it's it's also encoded within non-religious kind yeah. of um, yeah. ideologies. Yeah. Like I think it's it's quite coded as much as I you know. Uh, admire a lot about Marxism, and I, yes, I, 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 yeah. I, I probably, broadly speaking, could be described as a, a Marxist if I was comfortable with labels. Like it's it's encoded within that too. It's it's encoded within any pretty much. Yeah, and in fact, but that's where I feel like the new. In fact, the reason uh, that's where I felt it most strongly was most recently was being on the left because it's so. It feels so like being in a cult, right. and it feels so like. The narrative, like it's, I generally had the experience of being at like a, a sort of seminar, and the, the speaker who was the main speaker, I don't know who it was, but it's yeah. like I know I can feel that this new fair economy is going to come, and we it's not here yet. I know all the evidence. I didn't right. say all the evidence, but you know the evidence is that things are getting less equal and and less progressive. Right. But it's like, but I, I can feel it's going to come soon, and, and when it comes. Everybody in this room can feel like they've contributed to achieving this. So just, it was so like he was talking about Jesus coming back, you know, and that's right. kind of what this, and I, and that's what and I'm, and you know, so, but all the things that I think we need to do absolutely need people to collaborate with people from our political perspectives right. and all the things, and that's why I think so there's some interesting agree. policies that don't aren't left or right, and they are pretty well focused on what they are. And also, but it feels so good to feel like you're in a movement and feel like you're. It a does. It does. It does. I mean, I yeah. was I was in uh, militant labour, which was now yeah. and these days they're called the Socialist Party. Um, yeah. But I was in the in militant labour between the ages of like thirteen and sixteen or something like that. Yeah, and it felt cool. you know, I was being bullied at school, yeah. so it was great to kind of yeah. go to a pub and sit with all these old working class men and talk about politics and like be yeah. the be the young. You know, they fucking loved me because I was thirteen yeah. and supporting. You know, the future of the yeah. you know they were very excited about that um but but yeah it felt like a looking back it did feel feel like a cult and I say that you know I like those people I think those Mm. people should be listened to I think they need voices and I think um and I think that we need like when you're talking about working broadly Mm. across the political system that means listening to each other Mm. and kind of agreeing to disagree in places as well Mm. and I I I really do think that I think that certainly what we call the right 
I don't think is like the right word for it anymore. Mm. Like when we, when we think of like right wing politics within this country, I think it's like it's it's further right than right now. Like and and mm. and there are lots of people within the old Tory party, if you like, who I could allow. I could find yeah. form alliances with. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to support Theresa May. I'm not going to support UKIP. I'm not going to support the increasingly <laughs> fascist, like you know, yeah. uh, look of this country. Yeah. But yeah. but but I don't think that that means that I can't have some like commonality with people who would call themselves right wing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I agree with you. And I yeah. think that that's what I I've, I actually regret in lots of ways. Like when when we have talked about this topic in the past, I think I've been like a little bit too kind of like made assumptions about your perspective because you were like, and and which I don't think were fair. Mm -hmm. Like I think that having, having uh, seen a lot of the stuff that you share on Facebook and read your arguments, you know, without butting in and telling you that you're wrong, I've seen that you're not wrong and that I should have listened to you more. So I'm sorry about that. Um, We talked about politics much. We didn't because it didn't work out very well. <laughs> I think you once said to me, I like spending time with you apart from when we talk about <laughs> politics. But I felt like it was very Huh? Sometimes, uh, yeah. Okay, that's no, fine. Um, one other thing that I also feel I should clarify. Yeah. I don't think this binary, this dualism, I don't actually think it does come from most religions. I think it's, the, it's, no, it's become right. the... So I've started reading loads of, not loads, I've read a few, like... <laughs> Of the like hippie Christian stuff, like Christian writing in like the 14th century, and it's so right. different. It's very like. It's I mean, 14th century Christian writing <laughs> is not really what people normally think of oh, when no. they think of hippie Christianity. Oh, no, but no. but I know what you mean. It oh, is no. hippie like. I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, so, I've, um, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of time for a lot of uh, kinds of Christians. Mm. Not all yeah. Christians, but I mean, lot. You know, I, I always have learned a lot from my Quaker friends or yeah. like my, you, you know, is it, you, you, it's not utilitarian, it's you, what's the, what's the one that begins with a U? They're, they're also quite good. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, you're, like, you've got a background in Christianity, I'm looking like, I, I was brought up by people who didn't, didn't believe. I didn't, re- well, no, I didn't, <laughs> the weird thing is I didn't, my parents weren't particularly religious, and I didn't, no, they weren't religious. Unitarians. Got it. Right. There okay. I like them too. <laughs> Utilitarianism. <laughs> right. We can discuss that. Yeah. Someone told me I looked like I was. Oh, I was just what my clothes. They, they said you look very utilitarian, meaning. Yeah, basic. Non-descript. Like a, <laughs> pragmatic. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't like that. Well, well, I don't mind. I don't think that's. True. I don't think that's accurate about your dress sense. To be fair, people can't see. This is the thing. Like I don't want. Like I know that you kind of like can do yourself down a little bit. I don't want people mm. to think like I'm looking into the yeah, I, want, I want people I want people to know yeah know that you are the sort of person who puts themselves down so that they then they don't assume that you're right when you're saying negative things about yourself because you're saying really intelligent things no, about the no, world saying negative well, yeah you, 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 you're like you're like oh I'm not very high up in comedy oh I'm not very I don't know very much about economics oh I'm definitely okay let's focus <laughs> on how well anyone's doing in comedy because it's not a fun topic but, but anyway but um, I would so yeah. go on sorry were you going to finish there was something that there? Uh, there was a thought but I can't remember what it was now um, was it about religion? I you were talking about religion. Oh no! What I was going to say, okay. although I didn't, brought, I wasn't brought up very Christian. Got given a Bible at school, and I remember that. I remember I did. I wasn't successful in the comedy I wrote about it, but like, I do remember hearing the creation story about Eve's role, and thinking, "Oh, that's why I feel. That's why I feel there's something not. It's not as direct as that, right. but I feel like the 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 notion of sin in the Bible." was a powerful concept when I was a, when I was a kid and I got you know I remember being given a bible by the Gideons wherever I got it from and we did have to study at school and I do remember 
trying to pray <laughs> to whoever I was praying to at the time. And it was it, it definitely attached to some feelings of not being worth anything. And whether this is, I'm sure this isn't the intention of what they're trying to teach women, girls growing up, about their role in the world. Yeah. But it didn't help. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's, intention's complicated, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's what actually happens. It doesn't really matter what, what, what one individual's intending yeah. or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of them will be and some of them won't be, I think. Yeah. I think yes. there's plenty of people who intend to make women feel worthless as much yeah. as there are loads who don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel the, the binary of good and evil, I don't think it's necessarily comes from... Christianity. No, I think it comes from kind of like it's, it's it gives us answers. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah. You can it, it, it gives us a system where we can we can make sense of the world really easily. And I'm quite mm. attract like you know I'm I'm not anymore. But I think that there's definitely an instinct in me to say that's good, that's bad. That person's good, yeah. that person's bad. And I and I wasn't brought up you know religiously. I I yeah. got all my neurosis and self hate you know uh, <laughs> through 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 non religious means. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah other, other ways of developing self hate are available. <laughs> right, right, right exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so you're a comedian too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and what? Yeah. And you sort of stepped into that from kind of being being someone kind of working sort of in, in academia and 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 sort of you've done, I guess, activism or alternative. Uh, kind of economics if you like which, yeah. which were quite an activist and it's why did you step from that into comedy uh i don't know if there's a reason i mean basically i really like i didn't really ever go to comedy clubs but i have this tendency to just spend although not, i haven't done it for ages actually i've kind of got off this it's good but i used to spend like hours watching youtube clips of comedians so and i always liked comedy and i was like oh they aren't these people great i would like to do that i never thought i could do it but then when i found out you can just do comedy courses Thought. And also, I think I saw an interview with Lee Mack. Not that he's my favourite comedian or anything, but he said an interview no, that saying that would be Simon Amstel. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Simon Amstel is like is literally <laughs> took a temporary role as God in my life. He did, yeah. He was like yeah, a great yeah. source of comfort. It's kind of more or less <laughs> moved away from that now. <laughs> okay, but I still think he's probably still my favourite comedian. He is good. I mean, you know, we we went to see yeah, Simon Amstel together yeah. in 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 uh, Edinburgh, and like yeah. he blew me away there. Yeah, I haven't seen his. Uh, his 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 mockumentary, uh, partly because I, I maybe I don't want to deal with don't what it's going to make me have to feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love yeah. I love his work. I love his yeah. work. Yeah. In fact, I um. Oh, but so yes, but so yeah, I guess the comedy, was... the why is comedy? Yeah, so I guess that was the thing. Is like I saw an interview with Mac, and it was like, oh, you know, I thought he said he thought there was like special people that were funny people, but they're they're not. You just you just got to try it. And this is what a lot of people say about comedy. You right. know, do Eddie Eddie Izzard says do a hundred gigs and then see how you feel. So I did like on the spur of the moment, I booked onto a onto a um, like discounted half price comedy course. It was just for like a couple of days, and I did that, and that was actually a while ago. And I did a set that was three and a half minutes that was actually all about economics, but it was uh, not. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, people laugh, but I really cringe when I look at it now. Well, it was the first stand-up you'd done so yeah it, it would be understandable for it not to be as good as now or as good but as the you funny hope. thing is i think i'm so much better now but some people came who so i did this one gig in 2012 and I, then like life got pretty complicated for a couple of years i didn't do it again right. until 2014 when i probably started uh but uh, the funny thing is i've got people that came to see me like you know a year after i've been doing it 
now this time around and they were like oh why aren't you doing that material you did in 2012 that was brilliant right and literally i've got and not one person of people have said to me you should really do it and i thought it was absolutely terrible but people were laughing it was it was funny but it was you know right so but what but i think why i really do comedy i genuinely think there's got to be something slightly wrong with people that want to do comedy like there's got to so. be something i mean they don't think so I mean, necessarily everyone but I mean, I feel it like I, when I was, I moved schools a lot and I do remember like when I went to, so I went from like a private school to a comprehensive and I mostly didn't fit in with anyone, but I remember like the the power it feels to be able to like heckle a teacher and make the whole class laugh, like that feeling. And I had teacher, like a teacher say to me, you should be a comedian. Yeah. And then I was like all, rep- you know, all like quiet. I have, you know, I mean, like many people have. You are funny. Like you're funny to spend time with rather, and uh, you know, not just on stage. You're naturally quite a funny person, I think. Oh, thanks. Like you, you often have said to me that you don't think that's the case in the past, but I, I disagree with you Oh, still. no, I think it can be. I have moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have moments. I'm not saying, if I say anything complete, you're, you're definitely like. <laughs> but you think a... I'm funny. That's the great, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hanging out of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do think you're funny. And like, we're, you know, I booked you for like that was in a way how I remember meeting you. Okay, yeah. Is 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 not so actually not actually in real life. It's yeah. hearing you sent me a clip of uh, some stand up oh, yeah. you'd done to to get a gig at Stand Up Tragedy at yeah. the, at the Fringe. Yeah. And so the first yeah. time I kind of heard your voice was on a kind of recording of you yeah. uh, making kind of jokes about uh, death. Yeah, um, I used to. Just, I, I, I was well into that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. love some jokes yeah. about death. Me. Yeah, um, and it's funny. I don't do that sort of material anymore. At right. The moment. No. Right, and also one of the things I enjoy about you, or enjoyed about your comedy when I first kind of like um, saw it, was how awkward you were, and like that. I know that's something that you also want to move slightly yeah. away in your style, which you know disappoints me. But at the same time, I know that where you move to will I'm sure be a really great kind oh, of comedy too I still want to hold on to it but I want to make you can be awkward in a way that isn't so, <laughs> I mean you've yeah, yeah you've you're mastered right. the you flip <laughs> between <laughs> and we're probably quite similar in that we don't I now don't mind making things awkward yeah but it's the way particularly emceeing now I'm trying to host nights it's the kind of awkward. you have to though, make yeah. it the right kind of awkward you're right like, I mean you are be, right everyone has to be in on the joke and I've been ba- I've been the wrong kind of awkward <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've also, and now I think I've kind of got a handle on being the right kind of awkward, yeah. and I can kind of turn it on much more yeah. confidently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right; you have to be the right kind of awkward. Yeah. And I always enjoyed the kind of awkward you were um, when I saw you on stage <laughs> at that time. Although, you know, some people just don't enjoy awkward. No, regardless, no. some audience members are never going to get into that. Yeah. Just as some some people are not going to enjoy The Office. I mean, I wish I didn't enjoy The Office now because I don't really like Ricky Gervais these days. But I did enjoy The Office yeah. when it came out. It was like yeah. this is my guy of humour everyone yeah. feels awkward that's like my family life um, yeah. you know or my yeah. school life you know yeah. I, I've never felt comfortable in things right uh, and that's what I enjoy I enjoy comedy oh, okay. that makes me okay. makes me yeah I feel I feel safer in an awkward moment than I do in a non-awkward one in some ways I think I don't know it's like one of those statements where you make it and then you're like do I is that real I don't know that's what I'm thinking at yeah, this moment in time I don't know if I like awkward comedy so, I mean, <laughs> Simon Ansel, would you say it's awkward yeah I would yeah. say it's awkward but I mean he says some stuff that is just so truthful yeah truth is yeah. awkward yeah. it's like the ma- the yeah. biggest kind of awkward yeah. moment is to say yeah. something true yeah. I think yeah. I think in fact, how can I not say he's awkward? He's, he's deliberately, he deliberately turns on the awkwardness. But he's, I mean, he's got, I mean, there's an interview he does on BBC Breakfast or something. Have you seen that interview? It's just ridiculously awkward. No. And it's like, I can't, it's not, 
I don't even think he's trying to make it funny. Like, it genuinely, he's, like, sitting on the couch, cross-legged. <laughs> and they just can't believe it's not the Simon Amstel from, like, never mind the Buzzcocks right. being cheeky. And it's, like, it's incredibly... I, I kind of cringed. And I was like, oh, no, this is actually brilliant, you know. This is what it is. Well, he had to kind of redefine himself as awkward yeah. because he'd been yeah. trendy. Yeah, like that, that's that's an cool. interesting situation yeah. for to be yeah. in. And I, yeah. I doubt he expected to be trendy, and then uh, he's done some great work to to, yeah. to pedal back from being trendy. <laughs> yeah. Although in a in a different way, he's kind of like got more cool now. I think like he's he's got a, like a, a the kind of cool that connects with me. He has now, whereas when he yeah, was presenting, cool both, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, tell me about it. But yeah. But a lot of people, because I think a lot of people just do, but I think, yeah, I mean, genuinely. Yeah, I mean, literally, because I, I was going for a rough time, he was literally like my, um, and I went to see my friend actually, who's Indian, he was like, he is like, I kind of saw him as like my spiritual leader, which is a bit over the top maybe. But he was like, to him, he was like, he mentioned me saying, yeah, he's like a really, he's like a really kind of Gandhi for him as well. Like it was something so right. cool. But also it's like a role. It's like someone that can be your God figure. Someone that you can just, you know, spend some time Googling and be like, what's this person doing? But we, all, safe. we all need someone yeah, safe to be obsessed a with. a man or something on Facebook. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing now. Just yeah. stalking people and just trying to reinstate Simon Amstel in my life but I don't think you're, like, I, don't, I mean there you go like you know I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's right to characterise your life now as just stalking people um, no but, you know, know, but it's you're making Facebook comedy you're doing work yeah. yes yeah. Facebook's complicated <laughs> but like everyone has that in their lives yeah, yeah. you know like everyone's stalking people on yeah, Facebook I mean isn't yeah. Facebook kind of designed so that we can all kind of <laughs> semi-consensually stalk each yeah, other I, that's I mean that's kind of that's what it is right 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 <laughs> Right, they should bring that. Yeah, they should make that their tagline. At least it would be kind of straightforward and honest. Yeah. But yeah, so so you, you're right. So you and so you've kind of combined comedy and economics not, in your no, tour, or is it kind of just really straight, I mean, serious? No. So interestingly, okay. Uh, why do I say interestingly as a way to say? Basically, I've been doing tours <laughs> for a while. They started off with the Occupy movement, and I was leading a tour there. But the Occupy movement tours kind of folded for various reasons. They'd kind of run their course, I think, for what they were doing. So. I now just mainly do private ones for groups, schools, universities, that sort of thing. And they were quite funny. They got to a phase of being quite funny. Uh, not all the stops. Some of the stops are just not funny. To- I mean, I guess you can, in theory, make everything funny, but sometimes it's best not yeah. to. I think, you know, as a white person, probably don't make jokes about slavery. Like, that's, that's, that's the thing. Well, well I've got jokes actually, about how have got... Re- <laughs> I've got some notes about how white people have, re- have rebranded slavery. Right, but that's that different. Solved, right, but different that's different from, from like... We're not, uh, yeah. The intention is definitely not to make a joke about the actual uh, the, the the slave trade itself, right? but our rewriting of that history and our role in it. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and I think you can make jokes about anything. Yeah. It's just some some of us have to be more cautious about those jokes depending on where we are within society yeah i think that's how it yeah. is yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah yeah like i don't i don't i don't get behind people who say you can't you can't do rape jokes yeah i think you can but to do them really well you have to think really hard about them and probably be a woman um yeah, probably but, you know probably. but not necessarily yeah. but... although lucy k's got some right. great right 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 material about it. but um sure <laughs> but uh but no so what i was gonna say is yeah they were funny but i'm now trying to write a funny one i'm writing a, a one for edinburgh which is much more like performancy right so and that, again it's probably not that uh, probably not the material 
it's but the journey through Edinburgh is that's where the comedy will come from. But so, but I tried it out. I did a really early trial in London, and it probably would have been. It wasn't particularly funny, but that was the first run through. Well, I've got this idea of you walking around London trying to try, uh, but thinking like acting as if it's Edinburgh now. No, I'm going to have to do that scene now. <laughs> I'm going to start asking you to come and pretend that it's Edinburgh. Oh wow, I quite like the idea of that. I'll, I'll come yeah, come on one of those. I mean, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the same stories. Like basically, it's, it's just a lot of it's um, a lot of the buildings are kind of it's just they're all headquarters. A lot of them are headquarters. Edinburgh. It's like Royal Bank of Scotland, right. Lloyd's, right. Uh, the two banks we build out both. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of capitalism mm-hmm. as we understand it, like Adam Smith, right, and all of that yeah, sort of stuff is, is exactly yeah. is, is Scottish. Uh, mm-hmm. So, right, so you're doing those tours, and you're and you're and you're putting a little bit of comedy in them in your general comedy now. So it's it's moved oh, yeah. away. It's moved away from death. Uh, it's become slightly <laughs> less awkward. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Oh, I definitely feel. I mean, to the point that I don't. I mean, kind of even want you to take it down. The not tragedies that I did, because that was a lot about. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's tragedy. There's, when you say do a set about truck, because. I mean, I like yeah. you know. I thought like from my point of view, you were like the one of the kind of uh, archetypal acts that like what you did at Santa Tragedy was exactly what was I wanted to happen tragedy. at the night yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I was yeah. I you know I, I I understand why if you've moved away from that creatively it might be kind of like oh I don't really want it's also because time... some other things have happened to some of the things some mm. of the things I talked about right it's like other stuff's I feel bad about I'm going to mention somebody in it who's dead now so I feel bad but they're dead now. There's even less reason but for they you dead. to worry about. Yeah, but like if they're dead now, then they can't be upset by a thing that's on the internet that they can't hear anymore. You know, I know, but it I doesn't mean, feel right to have made the. I they know. were never the butt of the joke. It was still my feelings about. The I whole get. Thing. I get what you're but saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does change. I mean, most of the people I talk about were dead anyway, right. so there was no risk. It was making. But. I mean, making. Uh, comedy or even serious stuff like I yeah. do about people who are alive and real yeah. and, and, and is is a complicated thing and I can yeah. understand how you'd your emotions I mean I'm sure you know when my mum passes away whenever that <laughs> is like, like like I'm sure that I'll feel even more complicated about yes, the work I've made yes, yeah, uh, about yeah, yeah. her yeah. Um, than I do now um, so yeah I can understand yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, there you go. I can't, you know, we couldn't get through this conversation without me talking to you about the mum. But I, so, but no, so I, at the moment, I can't, well, I don't know what I'm doing at the moment because I want to be funny. I just want to be really funny and I want to be able to do like comedy clubs on a Friday night, make everyone laugh a lot. Right. But I also want to talk about other, like, stuff that I find interesting, which is kind of political. And that's not what people necessarily want to hear on a Friday night. So I've got, but I've got, you know, it's all right. It's going okay. But I, but no. So actually in general though, I think if I keep doing comedy, which and the, I guess what I would love to be working up towards is writing an hour long Edinburgh show, which is funny. I probably wouldn't do it about economics. I'd probably do it about like, probably do it about, um, I'm thinking about doing it about something that isn't economics. What? <laughs> like, well, it's so it's the obvious question. Yeah, well, you don't have to answer. I'm it. not really even doing material about it at the moment. I've touched on it. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the role of like women and violence in relationships, basically. Oh, right. okay. So on kind of two topics. One is that I find I'm kind of like kind of horrified by how violent porn is. Right. But even worse, like how that I am turned on by that kind of some of not all of them, but some of those activities. And I know a lot of my female friends are. Yeah. And the fact that Fifty Shades of Grey was like a massive hit 
Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it. But no, I, I haven't. Def- uh, but I, uh, I've, read, I've, I've read lots of like critiques of the book and the film. But yeah. I, I can't say for definite that they're right, but they felt like they were right. Yeah, I mean, the main <laughs> uh, thing that let's not, not. I mean, I think it definitely was a pretty abusive relationship. But let's yeah. not. Uh, aside from that, it's that loads of women and men who we're going through the, on on the on the surface of our lives. We're talking about equality. And that's what most of us, not everyone obviously, but that's what all my friends on Facebook are posting about all the time is gender equality. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then within our relationships, we're acting out the most like, pro- not everybody, no. but a lot of people are acting out the most like, kind of what is this, you know, this very, very gendered submissive role for women in sex and so, I'm into it so, so I'm terrified so you got, by it. people aren't going to laugh at economics so I'll do stuff about violence and <laughs> no, sex no no it's not because I won't laugh at economics it's because I feel like it's actually a much more accept- like when I have got some material about it and I have done it I'm not doing it anymore yeah. at the moment but uh, yeah and that's so that topic but also uh, some other stuff around that sort of area which is different but I don't necessarily want to talk about it in much detail well you don't want to talk about it in much detail for a number of reasons like you don't necessarily want to spoil what your show is going to be um, but also you know well, also, this is like we're talking years of it's just, yeah. and it might change but that's at the moment what I feel like I would want to talk about sure yeah and I mean, well, I look forward to that, and I think you can bring a lot to that. And I'm not going to go any further <laughs> than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm just going to check. Yeah, right, good. I never tell people what the actual time is, so I always say good, and uh, I, I'm always aware that it's almost like a lie when I say good. Um, oh no! So well, sorry about that. Do you always say to people? That, I don't normally tell people <laughs> that, that, that. You know, I don't normally go into that complexity <laughs> about checking the time. Because everyone, on the, everyone that listens, anyone that listens to your podcast will have heard you say that. Uh, yeah, no, they were. You edit it out. I, I generally edit edit that out. Yeah, okay. it's not very interesting. The moment, interesting. the moment when I check the time <laughs> okay, is is off. I mean, now it might get left in as we've been talked about. As well. Probably not. Um, so, I mean, hmm. so when did like economics? Like, why why did you get interested in that? Like, because um, even like, like, so comedy, I get you, you know, you yeah. sort of referred to having school experiences that where you were kind of uh, like clapping back at the teachers. Mm. And that's, I can see the roots of that mm. coming through. And like yeah. you say, you're interested in that. Yeah. But where, what economics is, is less of a common thing for people to get interested in is. Well, I don't uh, know why it isn't. Like, and some more people, please <laughs> don't do it. I don't want to do it. I hate it. I hate looking at fucking equations and. <laughs> Having to understand what the hell banks' balance sheets are and look at the data. There's no data on anything that's useful, really. I mean, there is some, but not enough readily accessible. I mean, you're making the argument for why no one's interested. No, no you're saying why isn't more people it? interested? Then I don't it's have really to do boring. It. <laughs> else do it. Sure, but like obviously, when you when you first started yeah. looking at economics, you yeah. you, you didn't feel no, why no, really. why I've why. Hated why... It. <laughs> like history sociology I right. like those the psychology I wish I'd done psychology I was really enjoyed that as well <laughs> well I don't want to make you unravel your entire kind of like uh, life in terms of um, but you know it must have there must have been what was the reason then, then oh well no I mean I always I don't understand why I've always not understood why the world is so unequal I don't understand how like how, and how human beings seem so able to ignore the huge privileges that they inherit and believe that they're somehow you know that they're better than people that don't have money and those sort of things so this great inequality that we have I don't really understand I don't really understand how you know 
we're not it's getting more difficult to ignore global poverty you know right. we're so connect we are feasibly so connected now to people in other countries that it just seems completely unreasonable that we're spending so much more more and more complicated health procedures in this country when lots of people still die of really basic illnesses in other countries it just yeah. seems completely unbelievable and within within countries as well the levels of inequality that we have so that all seems pretty bad uh can we not I feel like we should be able to sort it out so that was the basic I mean and economics is probably the subject that most aligns itself with right. that question and when do you remember coming to that conclusion like seeing that like was it something that you were taught or is it something that you observed well I think everyone must feel it to some extent right I, I mean I hope that everyone mm. feels it but I'm I suspect not everybody mm. does because otherwise as you say everyone would have done something about it yeah but I'm not doing anything about it so basically no, that's true <laughs> sure, I that's fair I mean fair for me too I'm like you know yeah that's that's I'm not judging you I'm yeah. recognizing myself in yeah your I mean that was a question I always thought was in was the, the question so I kind of thought when I was about like younger I kind of thought I would end up working for some organization like um you know some charity that does something overseas right but they're all pro- <laughs> but i did a bit of volunteering and stuff for those sort of charities and thought don't really think that's how we're gonna change anything basically. right so i but most of but i also got really interested in education for a bit so i thought you know worked in education for a little bit then i thought actually this is all like, i don't really like all these like theoretical things so i went and tried to work on like projects on the ground so i worked in like housing and stuff for a bit retrained we did a master's in economics thinking, no, no, I need to go, this is not a very coherent version of this. But basically, yes, I've kind of oscillated between thinking, we need to just, we can do some theory and we can work it out and theoretically how to make the world better. Thinking that doesn't work, so trying to do something more practical. Right. And then going back. So where I'm at I the moment... I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, so swinging around. Feel like you yeah. Do, yeah. But I guess where I'm at right now, the reason that comedy attracts me, <laughs> although I'm not doing it in my comedy, is I think some of the some of the things that would be the biggest barriers to us changing are actually kind of cultural so i think it you know with an idea with some of the ideas that are interesting like you know the idea of a citizen's income where you detach you where you don't where you stop having work as a primary means to earn a living i think our value is so deeply ingrained in ourselves of our our worth is what we do for example it being your second question in every comedy club if one asks you what they do right like i think the the challenge is actually a more of a cultural challenge to get yeah. people to stop defining themselves like that right and there's a theory that you know comedy can shit very brando sort of theories that the role well that's what the role the joker or the fool is isn't yeah, it is to, is to hold a mirror up to society absolutely. and i would love to think that in like several years time i would have comedy that was good enough to be doing that sort of thing but you know but i think some comedians i mean simon amstel i think does louis ck i think does Chris Rock, I think there are comedians that have material Yeah, absolutely, that does. I think there are, yeah. there are comedians who, yeah. who... And that is the aspiration, that. is that would be. So that's where it links into economics. And I think the same with, you know, with other class divisions. I think, you know, we are, a lot of the, genuinely, although we wouldn't like to say this, we're really, a lot of, you know, inherent in how we've been brought up is that we're better than other people, if you, and we, we have this 
this hierarchy that you dislike is right. so deeply ingrained. Well, hierarchies, like right? Hierarchies, that's the, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what makes it so complicated. Yeah. Like I was very attuned to some hierarchies yeah. as a as a child growing up, and then like it's it's I wouldn't say it's blown my mind. It makes sense, but it I've definitely found like myself becoming much more aware of how other hierarchies have framed my yeah. life. Like yeah. like I was I would have said as a as a child or as a teenager, I would have definitely said I was like against racism, right? And I would have yeah. mentioned racism and said we're a racist country and all of these things Mm. but now I'm like oh right like it's not just about like the the obvious racism Mm. it's like all of the implicit stuff it's the way that it gets inside everyone everyone's mind not just white people's minds everyone's minds and it's part of who I am and it's part of any privileges I have come from being white uh, as much as they come from class backgrounds and stuff like that um, so when you were growing up, like, would you have described yourself as working class then, or your family no, as working class? No, I don't really think so. I don't. I mean, I'd have to just say middle class. Although it's complicated yeah. because I think, like, income wise, we weren't middle class, right? Because my dad, um, so my mum would definitely be working class. Her family were, um, and she left school when she was like fifteen. But my dad is from a tiny, a very small family, and he got a scholarship to go to uni, which ultimately makes you someone middle class. However, my dad was a very quiet person right. and didn't sort of thrive in a sort of middle class environment necessarily maybe that's not quite way to put it so that you know they're kind of very sort of smart in a kind of spreadsheet focused way right. <laughs> so he ended up working in not like i don't know if it's a working class job but it was in like a factory for phillips making the insides of like computers kind of some kind of industrial kind of chemistry kind of job right so when the factories all moved to china in the 80s he was made redundant and that so we didn't have much income but when he was working uh you know we had a pretty nice house right and my mum had very strong desires for me to go to a private school right. so she sent me to a private school for a bit and then we couldn't afford that so that's why I moved around so much right but I mean that's compl- I mean class mm. is whilst I believe it's a hierarchical system yeah. and, and one of the ones that people forget about quite often mm. weirdly these days like it used to be yeah, the primary no, one right that people talked about that, yeah, but, really but, but that said it yeah. is it is complex yeah like it yeah. is complex like you know financially people can be working class whereas educationally they might be middle class or someone yeah. might be edu- uh, financially w- middle class but yeah. uh, still having grown up in a working class uh, community and having that installed in them have a working class outlook even though yeah. they're financially or educationally benefiting from being middle class you know yeah. it's so yeah, like yeah. I mean I was yeah. always very aware of that because my mum was a social worker um, and my dad had been a documentary filmmaker um, neither of them are like it meant that I had a. I knew I was middle class. Yeah. I would have said I was middle class. But when I, but when I look at somebody else who's middle class, it's like you know. My dad, when I was born, was retired, so he only really had a pension. And my mum, yes, yeah, she was a social worker, but she had been a nurse. But then she came from yeah. a posh background. But then her mum was working class, and her dad was upper class. So like, class is so complicated. Yeah, yeah. And like, my dad definitely. The last job he got was like manual work, like packing, packing flowers in a. Right. A, so that's, I guess that's some. Well, you can change classes as well. Like yeah. I am, like I say, middle class background. Yeah. Economically, I am. You know, I, well, I I think of myself as economically the pre- precariat, really. Okay. Like the, yeah. the new, the yeah, new yeah, yeah. phrase, the the buzzword that people like to use. <laughs> but like my my life is precarious, like income wise, um, and that is something that a lot of people who would call themselves middle class. 
they don't have to think about so that. So I don't have that you because know. I also have a very small family. Right. And because so many of them died, right. <laughs> all the ones that were alive, I don't, I... <laughs> <laughs> because there's no, I'm the only child anyway. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so that me, that, I mean, that is the thing that is, right. we're, makes we're, me... Well, we're sat inside yeah. a, 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 well, a flat yeah. that, that you own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. is something that is unimaginable to me. I can't yeah, imagine owning, yeah, yeah, uh, like, yeah. a, a flat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's really, that's the yeah. thing about class. It is so complex. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I, I often feel like for those of us who quite happily, like, call ourselves middle class because we don't want to pretend that we're not benefiting from stuff. Yeah. Sometimes that can really obscure the class actual yeah. dynamics. Like yeah. it's really weird like that. Like I, I will always say I'm middle class and I have privilege from that. Um, and it's yeah. true. But I also increasingly have less and less economic privilege yeah. like compared to a lot of people who might call themselves working class yeah. but might have a, a house or yeah. a, a, a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird. I mean, get, getting a flat in London... Yeah. It's so weird because I got the flat like seven years ago and it's, you know, in theory it's doubled in value, uh, which is crazy to have made in theory all of that money from doing nothing. But it's all theoretical because the housing bubble could crash. But also like I find it really interesting how like interest rates are so low. So the costs that I'm paying on borrowing for my mortgage have, 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 and have fallen over the course of the period I've had them, right. which is just so strange historically. It's very strange that we've made borrowing so cheap for some people and not for others in the economy. If you, if you, if you know, if university borrowing costs are going up, they've kind right. of changed all that recently. And if you wanted to try and get a business loan or a, any other sort of loan, you would have to pay very high rates of interest. But it's quite interesting who has the privilege to borrow loads of money. Right. And that's just a, it's just a, I mean, when I got the mortgage, I did have some pieces of paper with a pretty okay earning job, which I'm not in anymore. Right. So that, and that, that I guess that confidence, that piece of paper helps. But you know, that, that, I don't have that job anymore. So. Right. And before people like hate you because you've got a flat in London, like I should say as well, like you're doing a really great thing with it in that you are having like, a refugee to stay at the moment, right? I'm not going to talk about that too much. I can see that. How? Oh my god! She's she, like her. Like for listeners, she's looking horrified that I'm going to refer to a nice and good thing that everyone should do. Like the reason I'm using you as an example is okay. to encourage the yeah. listeners to also take in refugees, yeah. not to say uh, Susie's the coolest person in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm really self. Like I'm saying, like mm. that's. I, I mean. No, to be honest, I don't mm. think it's that uh, altruistic a thing. Like, I mean, I think it's it's yeah. a, an altruistic thing, but I think, like, the way I see it is it would be morally wrong to have an extra room and not take yeah, someone exactly. in, in yeah. London. And yeah. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, like, saying you're special. I'm just saying, like, the, the, the level of, like, the amount of people who don't even consider that, who think that people, like, mm. refugees shouldn't even be here, all sorts of yeah, things happening yeah, at yeah, the yeah, moment. Yeah, so the, yeah. the only reason I'm referring to that is, mm. yeah, to take off, like, any bit... Like, I don't want people to, like, judge you so harshly because you have a flat. Um, yeah. But, but also because I want to encourage people to do a well, great thing. Well, the thing is, how do you give money away? And it's really difficult, actually. Not giving money away, but actually how do you, if you're in a... Because we want everyone to do it. We look up to the people right. that are just above us and want them to give some of theirs right. away and their space and right. their freedom away. So how do we, on an individual level, what are the things that you can do? And it seems like quite an obvious thing right now, given all of the... Right. Uh, given what's happening in Syria. So it seems Absolutely. like, you know... Uh, well that's a good point as well mm. like redistribution of wealth so many yeah. people think of that as an ideology that they believe in but don't exhibit it in their actual everyday life yeah. in any way yeah. Yeah. so I think that's a very good point yeah. like I think it is good to be thinking how can I and it's not just it's not just money it's privilege too it's like yeah. how can I how can I 
use my privilege to help people who have less privilege like that's a a solidly important thing for people to think about but it's really hard for people to think about how they got privilege because they're so busy thinking about all the ways that they're not privileged yeah you know like we're all so bitter that we haven't got this or that or this like it's so i think you know as much as your you you your your face suggested you hated the idea of being used as a good example i think you are like setting a good example there as much as you might hate hate the idea of you being framed in that way yeah but then but, by saying it out loud it makes it even more likely that it doesn't feel like I'm doing it for a genuinely good reason <laughs> I'm only doing it so it I think everyone I think people can sympathise with the mm. complexity you're going to feel yeah, about yeah, that yeah. I mean yeah. it's like, it's just you know uh, it's, it's the same as you know my, my partner uh, Jen she will she like does a lot of like she'll she'll buy sandwiches and give them to homeless people right yeah. she would hate the idea of me saying that like, <laughs> she hate, said it. yeah I mean you know so I've said it but like um, she you know she I don't mean on this podcast I don't yeah. think in this context she'd mind but I think oh, okay. if, if yeah. I went round to someone's house and said oh, you know, yes. Jen's just been giving yes. uh, giving sandwiches to a homeless person isn't she great she would be like what the what you know that is and uh, so I get why you don't necessarily in your everyday life want it to be commented on oh yeah yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But also, it's the work. I think it's also because I think the root of. Because cha- I also think just charity is so problematic as a concept. Right. And we. So right. much of our version right. of charity in this country comes from such a weird class structure. Or colonial structure, yeah. too. Like a lot of yeah. charities yeah. are uh, enacting colonialism in different yeah. parts of the world yeah. under the guise of charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, and that's what that's I guess was initially attracted to this idea of financial currencies, starting new currencies, because with the because with the time banking model, which is where you um, you have a bank of people and they all trade in time, nobody can volunteer for anybody else because you can't say I just want to do this thing for you. And what's often more useful is to actually be like, oh, what what can this person do for me? And that's what we kind of have. A lot of charities have this. Like, lot of, I've heard, like, you know, rich people describe themselves as philanthropists. Yeah. As if that's what they do. Right. And it's like, oh, so you can't... And we've got all of these old city institutions that um, that used to be the kind of trading outposts of empire have reframed themselves as charities. But it then means that they control all of the funding so that charities have to be nice to them and not actually challenge where they got the money from or other things we could do. We just, right. we just create a sovereign wealth fund, give people a, give people some money rather well, than a, having conditions that they have to do something. I mean, that's something that people are less aware of as well, that the amount of money that is potentially in charities. Like, yeah. like I mean, like people are familiar with like phrases like the prison industrial complex. I mean, I often think mm. of like the charity industrial yeah. complex, yeah. which is not to say that there aren't amazing charities. That's the other problem. Yeah, like when, no, when, when you start dissing the, the entire yeah, sector, the like there yeah. are amazing yeah. charities out there. Yeah. There are amazing people doing yeah. amazing yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just as, you know, there, you know, there, there are, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, you could say that feminism is, is, is a thing which is used to make a lot of money. Uh, but that is not to say that there aren't amazing yeah. feminists out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just it's just complicated right yeah. how do we solve it like you, you 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 know about this stuff uh but you don't have any answers either at this moment in time like how to solve inequality uh, on a kind of global level like how would you solve it oh, is that you asked that's the question you're why asking? not yeah i sometimes ask people ridiculously big <laughs> questions that they can't answer so this might be an example of that uh, <laughs> yeah i i mean the things that I know that well, I guess it, from this within the stuff, the projects I've worked on in the UK, I think that 
inequality is set in so early. The stuff that we really know works is like really early interventions. So I think that would be, that's where I think public money should focus much more. So this is where probably would, probably would hate me, but I don't even really think, I'm not so keen on all the ideas to subsidise universities and stuff. Because by the time people get to 18, mm-hmm. if people have had, um, there are people, there are, there are obviously exceptions and people that do from 18 turn everything around. But most of most people by 18, if you, you know, you've gone to a shit school, if you haven't got good A-level results and stuff like that, it's kind of, and we haven't taken A levels mostly. Most people aren't even eligible to go to university. So to say, I feel this. But that's oh gosh, a really niche niche level. So basically, basically, I think we should give more money to people much earlier level. The public right. sector should be much more focused on that. Globally, I think, and it's really unfashionable. But I think <laughs> we should have some forms of protectionism on particular types of industries. So I think that we should be looking to completely localize things like energy supplies. We should definitely try and produce all of that in this country and mm-hmm. to some extent food a bit more complicated but certainly go back to not go back that's the wrong way of putting it but use all the new technologies and information we have available to invest in these sort of these sort of so that'll be relocalizing food and energy and also get rid of cars that's really interesting to do that to take cars out of cities all the space we'd have oh yeah it's, i would love that, that would, cars. yeah although as someone who uh, uses a car to drive your pod around then yeah get rid of you know, you'd have to lose your pod yeah but i could do that that's just you know there's so many psychological reasons why someone needs to buy So that's vaguely that's something. I think we also the, we we need to have a, well. This is I don't. This is where it's so difficult. You can't really do this, but in practice. But um, yeah, the, the international financial system we have that was set up after World War Two, which gives uh, America and its friends enormous privileges, could be needs to be completely shifted. I think, but that's a very difficult thing to try to start doing. I mean, right. if we're gonna maybe we'll end up having another war, and then we'll have the people that are left sitting around trying to design a new one. Well, I think, you know, my personal opinion is we're already in, in a war. Mm. It's just it's not affecting the public yeah. populace of this yeah. country at the yeah. moment, civilians, yeah. but it will. Yeah. Anyway, okay, uh, I don't like my answer. I want to do the say the world. But anyway, never mind. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, we're just discussion, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to hold you to that. <laughs> Uh, your solution yeah. you're not you're not actually really expected to start but I, you know i was expecting you to say i don't have a solution but i like the fact that you had some oh, some ideas yeah, no yeah, yeah not a singular unified yeah. one so, i've got loads more ideas now i don't like the one i gave <laughs> i can't i don't know we didn't go into them but um oh and there's loads of other things i mean i don't know if i believe in economic growth and all that stuff but you know we, we, another time yeah, yeah. well absolutely. Or I write a blog. yeah well i mean <laughs> you should i mean i think you know I don't always agree with every particular nuance of every point you make, but I, you know, I agree with a lot more than I disagree with, and I think people should definitely be listening to people like you who have good things to say mm. that are diff- slightly different from the mm. kind of gridlock that we live mm. in mm. <laughs> of politics, where everyone's just saying the same things yeah. over and over yeah. again. Anyway, so it's been a real pleasure getting better acquainted with you today. Um, I guess, like, you seem to have been surprised by the kind of uh, way the conversation yeah, went. Yeah, I wasn't at all. I thought we'd talk about Yeah, you kind of thought I was going to ambush you with psychological <laughs> complexities, right? I don't do that to anybody. <laughs> right. I don't, if people want that, I will go there. I love mm. talking about that stuff, mm. you know, as you know. But I'm not going to, I'm <laughs> not going to, like ambush people on it like this is this is a, a this is a consensual podcast it's not like okay. i'm not mark maron i'm not trying to drill into your into your yeah, inner you're side a bit like mark maron 
Well, I don't mind th- that comparison yeah. to a certain extent, as long as, you know, the negative elements of Mark Maron are not part of me. Um, I'll take the positive. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, I mean, yeah, he's pretty. I mean, I've kind of gone off at Mark Maron, but he was a big um, yeah. influence on, on, on this show. Oh, well, show, like, he's Simon Amstel. With. Listen to that. That was my first came. That's where I rediscovered Simon Amstel and listened to Mark Maron. Well, there you Such go. Such a great podcast for him. Well, that's, a, that's great. And that'll be in the show notes now, so people can also go and listen Definitely to that listen too. To that one. So yeah. it's been a pleasure getting better going to you. The last question that I ask <laughs> my guests is uh, Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, well, I'm doing an Edinburgh. I'm not doing an Edinburgh show, I'm doing an Edinburgh walk. An Edinburgh so in Edinburgh, I'm doing a walking tour of capitalism, so that's exciting. And how can people find you doing that? Well, it'll obviously be, you know, I'm doing it with, like, um, Heroes of the Fringe with Bob Slayer, so you can find it on all his uh, bumps and be in the guide and stuff. But if anyone wants to come on any walks of London where I pretend it's Edinburgh, that'd be great. So if anyone wants to come on a work in progress, um, they can just find me on Facebook, Susie Steed, and I'll be posting about that. <laughs> or on Twitter. Just random people go and friend Susie <laughs> no, on Facebook. No, I don't Facebook. care. They don't. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably won't, actually, would I? I won't. You might, you might. Sus Steed, you can look, you you might follow me on Twitter, at, at Sus Steed, S-U-S-S-T-E-D. <laughs> and I'll put the links to all of that in the show notes, too. And do you have a website these days? No, I'm thinking about getting a website. That's cool. But I haven't really needed. I don't know. I feel like. Well, yeah. Let's not discuss that now. <laughs> Wrapping it up. End the, end right the episode. Now. We have a big discussion about whether <laughs> it's necessary to have a website. website. Um, and the last thing that I ask my guests to do is to yeah. say goodbye to the audience. Okay. <laughs> I've forgotten about that as well. I knew you'd ask me if I wanted to plug. Right, bye, audience. It's <laughs> <laughs> really like enthusiastic about bye, audience. Oh, no, I didn't mean it to be no. dismissive. Just, I, I wasn't, I'm wondering when I was listening this far. I, really I shouldn't really give critiques on how people say goodbye. <laughs> okay. I don't normally do that, so sorry about that. Can I give a critique? You can uh, do can another I one. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can. Okay, why don't we normally say goodbye to this? I've listened to them before, I don't remember this. People always say this, it happens at every episode. Okay, I haven't listened to enough then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you always turn off before the end. Maybe. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) I'm also working on series two of The Family Tree, me and my partner, Jen. Look out for more Family Tree. And if you haven't heard the first series, it's all there uh, over on the website, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, all the places that podcasts go to hang out. So you can listen to that show from the beginning. You can follow Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can like Getting Better Acquainted on Facebook and you can find Getting Better Acquainted on iTunes, SoundCloud, those kind of places. One thing that really helps the show if you have some time would be for you to leave a rating and a review on iTunes uh, telling people about the show and why you like it. If you have money to spare and you want to support what I do then you can donate to the show via the PayPal link that you can find on the SoundCloud page. If you want to support the family tree, you can sign up to the Patreon. That would be so helpful because we're making the second season and so we need a budget and we need to pay people and so you could help us to do that. But remember, there are lots of ways to get better acquainted.